What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Living with Will, the experience, the lifestyle, um, the brand. Thank you all for tuning in for another week. I appreciate you all. As I always say, continued successes and blessings to you and your family. And uh, welcome back. This week's episode, super fucking lucky to have. Uh, it's with the engineer for the podcast. Hi. <laughs> the ultimate, the one of a kind, the ever original, ever unique, literally the dopest engineer I've ever met, Daniel Brooks. Um, I don't even have, you know what I mean? Let's just get right into it, man. I'm with you right now. We're in the studio. I'm looking right at you. Yeah, <laughs> looking at your soul right now. So um, let's just jump right in, man. Yeah. Cause yeah. the past will take you. Look, fuck waiting. I never really had patience. Shit, I'd rather pump gas at the gas station. Shit, I'd rather sell coke on probation. Hundred mile an hour down North Cap Road raging. I ain't never had much, but I had mine. When you niggas had luck, shit, I had grind And I ain't never gave a fuck about no hard times Get it how you live for the bread, that's the bottom line What goes around comes around, that's the hard truth Retaliations gunned them down, that's the hard proof And you would need therapy for what I'm going through Best believe if it's you or me, then I'm going to shoot you My life is more crucial than what niggas is used to My father in the box eating gourmet ramen noodles The time I take a toll, reading books to make it home They tried to lock me up and um, give them I shit, they let me go A guy at ICM, when I worked there it was literally like the one question I ever asked him. I was like, do you know what a music engineer? What the fuck was his name? Do you remember? Uh, I don't. No. All right. no I, don't. I was, was going to pretend to try to remember his name. I'm like, <laughs> Lost in the wind. Yeah, I'm like, Jerry, maybe with a J? <laughs> it was Gil. It was G Gil, right. Gil so, McSchwartz. Yeah, Gil McSchwartzerson third. Um, he was like, I, it was one question I ever asked him. I don't know why I asked him. I was like, do you know a sound engineer? And he was like, yeah. I, I've done a lot of bad things with that person. Yeah. Dope. Like, from, from like, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Not sex with him, but, like, you know, crazy times. Around him. Around, around. I used to party so hard with that guy. Fuck yeah. Sick. Okay, so, yeah, met you through Jackson. It was the one, it was, like, the one conversation we ever had. And I was like, do you have a sound engineer? And he was like, yeah, um, I'll text him for you. He didn't even seem excited about it. And then I met you and I was like, this is literally fate. This man is wildly talented. But I want to ask you, like, how did you get into music? How did you find yourself engineering? So uh, I played, I started playing drums when I was around 12 years old. And, uh, you know, would play piano. just started teaching myself other random instruments. And then um, one day, I, a few producer friends of mine were like, yo, can you make our songs? Can you add some production to it? Because I, I was dabbling with Logic Pro and all those softwares. And they're like, hey, like we're stuck on these songs. Can you just like add some flair? And I was like, uh, okay. And I just ended up making all their projects sound better. And I was like, hey, is there a job for like making other people's shitty music sound better? I'm just kidding. But I, uh, yeah, I discovered like what mixing is and recording is. And I was like, I kind of like being, you know, I want to be someone... I know I'm in like the higher intermediate range. I'd like to one day be in the super advanced famous engineer guy. But then again, I also like don't need the spotlight necessarily mm -hmm. the way an artist would. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, you know, started a musician and then realized I was really, I could see artist vision and I enjoy the technical and the creative aspect of it and uh, get a pleasure out of doing it every day. 
That's fucking sick, dude. It's cool when like, uh, I like when a pa- I always say this, like if someone's trying to pursue like a dreamer or just like an idea, right? I always recommend that they do it because even if it doesn't turn out the way that you would expect, it's going to turn out the way it was supposed to. And it's like for like you, you were like, I was a musician, but then I was like, oh, like I actually fuck with this other thing. Yeah. And you deviated and now you've like found your fucking, and you're killing it. Thank you. you know I mean, we're in your studio right now, God of Sound. <laughs> shout out. Shout out to God so, of Sound. Shout out to God of Sound. No, yeah, it's, uh, I, I still, if I produce bands and stuff, I still get to have musician, use my musicianship mm-hmm. and stuff like that but i don't really i don't really uh you know play keys or do any of that kind of stuff anymore i just mm. you know i like adding echoes and w- seeing the client's face after i've mixed one of their records from what they had heard for so long and were so like uh, i'm not happy and then i got my hands on it for a day and they're like wow i didn't know my song had that kind of potential and it's, so it's a good feeling i love that and it's funny because like i'm not making music i'm doing the podcast but i have the same reaction when i send you it i'm like God damn it, dude! This sounds like ass. And then I get it back, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, that's it. It's I have softwares that remove the room a little bit, and then I look for because it's on your task cam. Sometimes mm-hmm. I there's a few frequencies that I just copy paste because I already know they're gonna be there, and so. But I also get to enjoy listening to them. It's crazy because when you. I mean, I'll stop by the studio occasionally and just, like, watch you work and just kick it with you while you're doing shit. And you'll use these, like, terminologies and, like, refer to things. And it's literally a different language. Like, oh, 100%. Like, yeah, I, feel like, I feel like when I talk to some people, they're looking at me like I'm flying a Boeing 737. Literally. <laughs> you know literally. what I mean? I'm like, oh, this tin tube goes in the sky. Cool. How do you fly it? Like, like you know what I mean? I'll be talking yeah. about frequencies and compression and... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, once I explain it a little deeper, people start to understand the concept. But it still took me you know, years to start hearing. I, I would know what, let's say, a certain button or a knob would do, but why do you, why do I use that knob or button? That mm-hmm. takes, you know, I'm still, even still learning every day. Hell yeah. It's a process. Yeah, fuck yeah. It's, uh, it's a lifetime to become a master at a craft. 100%. 100%. Fuck yeah. So one thing that we talked about, the, like as early as the first time I kicked it with you, is that you have synesthesia. Can we talk about that a little bit and how oh, that influences? The, the color. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have it as 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 you know amazing so to say as our lord and savior kanye west but i uh i have it a little bit like when i'm when i'm in a dark room specifically Mm. and i'm listening to music uh certain percussion is very yellow to me and a certain uh bass bass low end is brown but that's probably just because it's like low like still dope i don't get that that's fine but but i when i do sessions uh when pro tools i actually color code instruments according to what color i see that is so i was gonna that was gonna be my leading question i was gonna lean into that so does it influence kind of like do you think it has part of why you found yourself interested in or like succeeding in mixing is because you're able to like kind of maybe dissect the sound a little bit yeah i think i think it definitely helps uh from creating like space so sometimes someone will send me a song and it's just it's kind of the word muddy like there's a lot of different parts at the same time and you can't make out there's that guitar there's the bass lick and Mm -hmm. the slap bass or whatever and Mm -hmm. sometimes with with, uh, the synesthesia is what it's called that's right I don't know I, I see like the multiple like abstract art colors and I'll be like okay well there's the green there's the orange there's the red and I'll kind of use that when I'm mixing a record is there's the bass, there's the drums, there's the vocals, so to say. That is so fucking cool. 
Um, and I loved how the first time that you said, I have a memory that remembers the randomest things. But when you first told me that, you were like, I was about to ask you what it's like. And you were like, it's not as cool as it sounds. It's not. It's not. I swear to God. Like, honestly, if I, I wish that I had like Kanye's synesthesia where I could just be on Twitter and be like, yo, who the fuck put this water bottle next to me? I have synesthesia. Like, that's like, like, I swear he's so much cooler because he, he's, you know, it, he describes it. There's another engineer, I think, uh, a big mix engineer named Manny Markin, mm -hmm. who mixes big pop records. He's one of my idols. I think he has it, like, really in-depth. Like, I know certain people have, like, different levels of it, so to say. Speaking of idols, when I was a kid, I kind of idolized Kurt Cobain, yeah. as you can oh, tell yeah. by the bleach hair. <laughs> um, and one of the things that you told me when I think we first started chilling was that you had a mentor that had worked with them or worked with yeah the i had studied a little bit with uh steve albini who mm. recorded uh, uh in utero their second album and so i mean he's recorded so many great records yeah uh fucking pixies bush a lot of stuff and uh he's he's someone you should interview he's the most interesting person in the world but yeah he's uh yeah and i got to learn from him that's not what was that like and how did you how did you link with him like how did that I actually linked with him through a program called Mix Mix with the Masters Damn. which uh, I got to go to France and learn from him What? and uh yeah he's just a super super fucking nice guy he's a little that's odd sick. but that's because he's so smart mm -hmm. and he's like a punker so cool and he's all tape machines he doesn't even know how to use pro tools it's all analog what? keeps it keeps it old school Damn and lives in France No he lives in Chicago actually What was so the he program doing? was in France <laughs> Because they have a beautiful studio out there. It's like what the, a life. Yeah. Lives in Chicago, works in Paris. Well, he got I, he just does the, uh, he did the seminar in France. Oh. Okay. He did like this little learning Fucking thing. Sick. Yeah. Mix with the masters. It's a cool website. It's where all the big mixers, like, it's kind of like a, like, do you know, there's a website for this. Mm. Ma uh, masterclass? Masterclass. It's like Masterclass, but for audio engineering. Nice. Check that out. Anybody interested in mixing? Yeah. Mix with the master. That sounds sick. It's like 300 bucks a year, but you get, uh, like, it's so worth it. Nice. Worth every penny. Fuck yeah. That's so fucking cool. So you mix with Steve Albini. You're fucking working out here. What, do you have, like, um, when someone comes to your studio and they're like, listen, man, like, I need you to mix this record. Do you have a preference? Like, are you looking for a genre? Or, like, what do you look for That's in That's a good artist? question. I... Well, in the beginning, you know, I was like, give me anything. You know, I was trying to get my feet wet. So right. you, you could give me Scandinavian goth country and I'd be like, sure, let's do it. And that's not a real genre, I hope. But I love it. I, was just, I, was I like, hope it is. I, but there's, there's certain genres I excel in. Mm -hmm. Even if I listen to different types of music, I would I would say I work mostly with like indie, uh, dream pop, uh, certain pop like Billie Eilish style pop. And heavy rock and heavy metal. I, I, I record everything. That's just mixing. It's like okay. anything from rock, indie, to pop. They're three, mostly. What was your favorite session ever? That's a good question. Take your time, too. We can always edit it. That's true. Time. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> I would say some of my favorites were recording JoJo's new album. JoJo. Uh, the Leave Get Out, like from back in the day. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. Big, big R&B singer. Um, she's so sweet, so talented. And I did a bazillion sessions with her, and oh, yeah. uh, you know she trusted me to help work on her record, and so that felt because I used to listen to her music all the time when I was a kid, and yeah. so working with her was a pretty 
pretty incredible, and I think it's going to be nom- up a nomination for best R and B album. So oh, hopefully, I'll win a, maybe I'll win a Grammy. Damn! Holy That'd fuck! Cool. Yeah, that's probably the that's like one of the I'm just I take pride in that because we had so many sessions. She kept coming back, and we get along really well. That is so cool. Have you ever, so yeah, on that, because you used to listen to her, like, when you have an artist who you listen to or that you admire, when they come in the studio, do you feel any form of starstruck, or is that not something you'd... Um, I've been, okay, I'm trying to think. I record, okay, so and, Andy Grammer was in my studio with an artist named L King. Mm. She's a, a bluesy pop, not pop, she's like a, she's just got a really cool singer, and I, I, was, I was listening to her music when before she, like, got really big. Mm-hmm. And so when she walked in the room, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I've been listening to you for a long time. But I wasn't, like, necessarily too starstruck. I don't know if I've ever had one of those. Like, I kind of learned early just to kind of keep it in. I don't think mm-hmm. I've worked with anyone that I was like, whoa. Yeah. You know, maybe if, like, Michael Jackson's hologram walked by, I'd be like, holy shit. But <laughs> I think I would be too. You know what I mean? I'd be like, no, oh. I get that. It's funny. Like, it's something that I've always heard about. Um, and I think, you know, that's why I get along with people like you and, and what, you know, why we were cut from the same cloth. Cause I, I'm the same way. Like, this is a person. I mean, I'll, I'll be really excited. I'm like, damn, like that. They're talented as fuck. Like, I'm excited mm-hmm. to see them. But I'm never going to like jaw hits the ground like Wiley e. Coyote. And yeah, it would have to be shit. like, it would have to be someone like, uh, I can't even think of a name off the top of my head. Like Celine Dion. Yeah. I would be like, holy fuck, that's Celine Dion. Yeah. Or like if Beyonce <laughs> gave me like a payback sure. ride. Like, yeah. yeah, I would probably lose my shit if that happened. 100%. Like, I can't believe this is happening. She'd be pretty strong. I'd be yeah. like, oh. I'd lose my shit too. I'd be like, Dude, you lift? Holy to shit. sing and dance for that long at yeah. that level. Oh, no, 100%. She's, she's, she's incredible. She's got crazy fitness. Yeah. yeah. Beyonce would be a really crazy one to that work with. Uh, even like... Even if I, let's say there's an artist I don't like their music, there's a certain caliber of, of stardom where I'm mm-hmm. like, whoa. Yeah, there's a presence. Yeah. Some people have a presence. Um, and I like that you kind of were like, I don't need that um, that limelight as like, a, as like a lead musician would have. But you do you have kind of, like you were saying that you could win a Grammy. Do you have that kind of aspirations where like you don't need the stardom, but you want like the, rec- the acclaim? Yeah, I think, you know, when people say like words of affirmation mm-hmm. is probably like my biggest thing so like having like respect from the community yeah and like like i would just like to die one day i mean that was a weird <laughs> sentence I, one day when i do inevitably die i'd like to be like yo i worked on like some bit like records that change totally. people totally. totally and i don't necessarily need to be because if i was a star i'd be like fucking beaver i'd be driving lamborghinis getting duis <laughs> yeah. ruining my parents like i would have been a terrible person to give 60 million dollars to when i was 16 he handled it well man yeah everyone hates on him that guy if i if, if i was worth what justin beaver is worth dude at that age yo i would have been dead i would have been in the 27 club with <laughs> like, fucking COVID no in. question no question no question he, he found god and he has like 500 million dollars too like the kid is killing it Shout Seriously, if I had five hundred million dollars, I'd probably buy God. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, cool. Go to the Vatican and ask for the answers. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I'd have. I'd be like, yo, paint one of me up there. Here's yeah. twenty million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> they might. They might. I wonder do it. what the Vatican's price is for stained glass um, collage of myself. I don't know. I'd probably have to like friends. sacrifice a fucking animal and then give them twenty million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> The Pope uh, would be like, I like this one. Here's a question. Would you, okay, I'm like the cabal and I approach you and I'm like, Daniel, I'll give you 
the song of the millennium. You get to mix it and like everything will happen for you. Bet you have to sacrifice this goat in like a crazy blood ceremony. Oof. Would you do it? And you don't know what's going to happen. It's not like you don't know if your soul is condemned. You don't know the repercussions. But you're approached by someone who's like, I'll I will give you make, everything. I'll you... give you everything if you sacrifice this goat, goat right now on this I couldn't this name altar. the goat. I can't name the goat. I would... The goat's got a name. <laughs> it's like a pet goat of some kid. Oh, it was God. stolen. It was stolen in the night. A stolen pet goat? Stolen I have to pet sacrifice goat. him? Yeah. And they tell you the story. They read you his life story. He's he's a career goat. He's I mean, beloved. Maybe it's a it's a goat, not the kid. I don't think I no, kill no, a person. No, no. no human but. sacrifice. It's just. It goat. would haunt my dreams, though. It would be like, you did this to me. I'd be like, no. It would haunt my Samuel, dreams. no. Yeah, Samuel the goat. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it. But I'm always curious, like, for people that are trying to like pursue dreams, it's like, what would you do for the dream? <laughs> There's a honestly, there's quite a lot I would do for my fucking dream. Yeah. Like to be honest, but, that, but like not ritual sacrifice. Yeah, I don't think I could like even, but even you know they're like everyone's like you got to be a little mean to get ahead in the business, and mm-hmm. I don't like. It's like I hope that I don't have to be because I don't like being an asshole. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't give me. I don't feel better knowing that I've like like made someone else's life worse. Totally. Like totally. I feel like okay. Let's say I beat another engineer for a Grammy. I might be like. I'd be like, fair fight. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, hell yeah, I fucking won. But I wouldn't be like, yeah, he lost. Like, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, I understand what it's like to be in that position. Yeah, right, exactly. I'm the same way. Like, and it's lonely on top if you're, excuse me, if you're a dick your whole life. 100%. You're fucking you 100%. Might, yeah, I'd rather be like, like if it was a trade off, like if you're, if it's true, like you got to step on next to get to the top, I'd rather be a little close to the summit, mm-hmm. but not quite there. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm the third best interviewer of all time. Yeah, it's yeah, because even being like, like, what that if you let's pretend I was the artist or you're the you know, you're like Joe Rogan, whatever, Mm -hmm. like, dude, those people get destroyed on the internet. Like, besides the fact that you can't like go anywhere anymore, like, how do they how do they sleep at night? Like, Mm -hmm. I know he doesn't, some famous people don't even look at their social media because I can't like bear to see the horrendous (laughs) anti Semitic (laughs) racist shit that people post online it's yeah, like i feel like if i was super famous i'd be like take that shit to heart you know they'd yeah. be like oh look, he's got his right ears a little higher than his left i'd be like i'm sensitive about that me too it's one thing that i've uh i kind of had to come i'm lucky i will say, it's, it's hard to say this is lucky but i grew up as one of those kids that was like either jumped for being american in france or like beat up for just being like a loud mouth goofy mm-hmm. kid you know what i mean mm-hmm. but i'm lucky that i kind of it's weird to say that but it's no I, you really have the class clown vibe but it, yeah. it's in a su- successful way it doesn't mean you're not Thank doing you. anything with your life no that's that part for sure but i'm lucky to have had it built it built like an iron backbone in real life mm-hmm. where like these people try me online and i'm like dude <laughs> this is a fucking computer screen yeah <laughs> like i used to get fucked up for the same thing in person yeah oh no <laughs> Like I, there used to be real world consequences, but I wish, you know, I feel really bad because of like people didn't grow up the way I did. Like I, you know, I just, I was fortunate. I could, it could have really had a negative effect on me. I'm fortunate that it manifested in a positive way, but man, I feel bad for these kids coming up and like they get internet bullied. Oh, like, yeah. fuck man. So sad. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. That what, what social media does to people. It's, Yo, it's fucking insane. It is. It is. It's like. 
they're doing the studies now to see like the addictive nature of it and shit. But um, we were touching on you were touching on anti-Semitism and racism briefly, and I I kind of want to bring that in because I think uh, I think it's important to keep like a community aspect and like um, a socially conscious aspect to the podcast. As far as like working in in the music industry, you know, um, there's a big Jewish community in the yeah. in the music industry. Have you felt kind of like the the anti-Semitism that exists within it as well, or has that kind of been, have you been spared of that? Um, well, it's difficult. Hiding my horns and running the media at the same time has <laughs> been <laughs> quite a challenge. So... <laughs> oh, man, well you said. Know, yeah, it's, it's hard to it's, hide it's really, it's really hard growing up knowing that I am a chosen one and no one else is good and, you know, all those... No, 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 but... Yeah, it's it's definitely like people people have been like, oh, like you're Jewish, like you do this, like you guys run the music industry. I'm like, look, just because throughout history, Jewish people and their families happen to be involved in, you know, like owners or businessmen or this or that, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that Jewish people want to fucking put everyone else on the streets and be the best. They're just, there's a thing about, a, a cultural thing about Jews and maybe a genetic thing that their brains are wired to do, you know, be owners and businessmen and, you know, run record labels or whatever. I mean, yeah, it's definitely connections without a doubt. But that's just like you're you're born, uh, sorry, you're raised with the expectation of being something and doing and mm. being successful, mm. not famous, right. but successful. Mm. And, you know, that's where all the greedy Jew Jew anti money money Jewish thing comes in but you know my, my parents weren't like that you know they let me follow my dreams mm-hmm. you know which is why I'm probably not on Forbes 30 under 30 but mm-hmm. they know it is like you know you doctor lawyer businessman that's like mm-hmm. there's a pie chart that shows Jews do that mm-hmm. I mean yes I'm still involved in the music industry but yeah I mean it's hard it's it's like uh it's it's tough it's it's I've, I don't think I've necessarily ever been in this industry, like being like, oh, you're Jewish, you suck, yeah. or whatever. But yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, it's it's a weird thing. Like, first of all, I don't understand why it's a sin for families to want their kids to do well. I'm pretty sure every family wants their kids 100%. to do well. Hundred percent. And yes, it's op- <laughs> it's de- nowadays it's opera. It's the opportunity that yeah, like Jewish people in America are usually like a lot. Of, not usually, but a lot of them can be born into families that are are, are successful. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the fucking case in the 1938. Right. So they exactly. were, you know, you were born into a gas chamber. So yeah. <laughs> that's literally, no, it's real shit. that's like how it is. And it, it's, uh, again, that's a lot of networking opportunity. I, I'm mm-hmm. not going to play that like it's not real. I've yeah. had a lot of connections due to family members right. and, Judea, and Ju- yeah. other Jews. We're like Larry David Jews, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not very religious. I'm like... Mm-hmm. Nah, same. But... You know, I'm not gonna lie, but then again, yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna like make sure someone else's life isn't as equal to mine because I had that opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, I want ever. I wish that everyone had the same opportunity. Who cares of your religion or race? No shit. No, that's just a great point. It's it's a shame, man. It's things like just bigotry and it. They have they show their faces in such strange ways. Like it was one of those things that I had a kind of. I had a develop pride in the fact that i was jewish because like for so many years people kept i forgot you're a tribesman yeah hell yeah Uh. no because but for years people would be would ask me the question like oh you're jewish right and i'd be like i get that i used to have (laughs) only on my mom's side i get that quite yo it's insane but the way that people say it it's like it's disgusting and it 
and it's a shame too because people should be proud of where they came from. I was I was streaming the other day. Part of the reason I asked is um, I had a Nigerian. This kid was from Maltese. It's like I think Italy, something like that. And he was he was talking about his father, who's Nigerian, but he was calling him his African father. And I was like, African, but where in Africa? That's like a continent. And he's like, oh, I don't know, like Nigeria or something. And I could hear that same like that same alarm bell that would go off in my head when I was a kid and I'd say, I'm only half Jewish. Yeah. I was like, wait, wait, like let me let me ask this kid more. So I was like, wait, where's he from? He's like Nigeria. And then he kept talking, he's like, My name's Aaron, but I hate my African name. And I was like, Whoa, dude. I was like, okay, is, that's fucked it? up. I don't remember, but I, but what I was pissed about is it's like you should be proud that you have another name, especially one from like any culture. Like 100%. you should be proud of your heritage. And I and I was and I told him I was like, I'm so sorry and fuck those people that made you ashamed like that, of yeah. your heritage. 100%. And and but like I had to develop that myself to be like. I should be proud to be Jewish. This shit's lit. There's not that many of us. You know what I mean? I, I don't even think we've made up for what we lost in the in the Holocaust. Yes, yeah, fucking. I think we're crazy. close. Yeah. I mean, these Orthodox are having like petting zoos of children. They've got like <laughs> fucking clown car vans with like nine kids coming I'm down. Out. I'm just like, how? I'm like, how did you do that? How did you produce nine? It's wild. No, it's crazy. Like when I was living in Brooklyn and and like just moving around New York and shit, and and seeing the Jewish community there and like how close knit it was and like the way they dress and everything, it was the least Jewish I've ever felt in my life. Because I was <laughs> yeah. like, yo, who are these people? Growing up in Hancock Park, where my mm-hmm. parents live. The Orthodox Jews were everywhere, and mm-hmm. I swear to God, they looked at me, even though I'm, they knew we were Reform, mm-hmm. but when I turned my car on on a Friday night using electricity, holy shit, they would look at me like I was a spam sandwich. I was just like, they were like, no, like, you know what I mean? I may as well have been Muslim. They probably would have been like, oh, okay, go ahead. And that's the, and we were speaking on that earlier, like the divisiveness between Jews and Muslims too, like we're all the same. 100%. We're we all, all humans. And it's like... It's, worship it's un- yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Skin, I mean, skin color, religion. Again, it's like I'm proud to be Jewish from a cultural aspect, especially mm-hmm. we're predisposed to be like, oh, we can't let the Holocaust happen again. So, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what, I'm always going to feel that. But mm-hmm. if it, you know, if it were my way, there would be fucking one religion, which is just science. Let's go explore the stars. Yeah, real shit. Let's just go look. Let's go to Mars. Yeah. Like, why are we fighting here? I don't get it. And I also let's love, go fight some aliens. I think it was. I think it was uh, Malcolm X who said who said this. Um, he was like, when, and this might have been towards the end of his, it might have been in the beginning, I don't remember what part of his career, but he was like, when it comes to, like, freedom fighting and, like, fighting for everyone, like, leave your religion at home. Like, believe in whatever God you want, like, worship whoever you want. It's just going to create division between us, and I think it's a shame. I mean, I I agree with him that it should be left if people are going to argue, but I think it's sad, like, why can't we respect like, if you're a Hindu, why can't I respect that you worship Hindu gods and you res- respect that I, I worship? I mean, I don't even know what I worship. If I'm being totally honest, yeah, I don't know what I think. But um, I just don't understand the, the lack of respect between religions and between, you know, um, just the lack of respect in humanity right now. And we were talking about this earlier is infuriating. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how divisive, especially, I mean, this country is literally a fucking trash bag right now. Like, <laughs> just. Up. That vinegary smell, you're like, God damn it. Yeah. What the fuck happened to it? Like, no, real shit. So def- everybody who listens to this, please vote. Let's fix this let's shit. Let's fucking, I'm not even going to vote blue. Vote I don't blue. even know why you would vote yeah. Republican. Like, even if you're like, oh, it's, you know, for financial reasons. I'm like, at what cost, you piece of shit? <laughs> like, there, it's at un, cost? at what cost? Like, it's crazy. 
crazy. It, there's literally yeah. gonna, there's literally going to be a fucking civil war. I'm going to lose my leg. They're going to have to chop it off because we're not going to have antibiotics because yep. no one believes in science anymore. So you no know, vaccines. I'm going to get shot in the leg in the civil war, and they're like, "Sorry, son, we're going to take the leg, and I'm going to have to drink a bunch of rum, and this is going to suck." <laughs> and then one day we'll prevail. Yeah, at Gettysburg. <laughs> one day. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. It's it's like it's gotten to that point where. I had to make a video. I've seen more anti-Biden Harris posts recently than I see anti-Trump at. In just a yeah, lot like, of them. Don't forget they're. Oh yeah. Well, if they're because a lot of them are internet Russian bots. That's true. A lot of them. That's true. But at the same time, and I wanted to make this point. You know, I'm friends with a lot of like very progressive people who are holding them both accountable. Right. Like Joe Biden hasn't had the best career as far as his voting, and Kamala Harris hasn't had the best policing career. You know. Yeah. They both had problematic careers in some ways. But what I wanted to say is like, yes, it's important to hold them accountable. Let's hold them accountable once they win. They are without a doubt a better option than well, Donald think, Trump. I think what Joe Biden will do, even though, yes, he's fucking old. Like, I seriously, when I see him talking, I'm like, am I going to get a check for my birthday this year, Grandpa? But it's he'll surround himself with good people. Yeah. He's going to yeah. have the fucking dream team cabinet right? instead of. Trump's collection of scarecrows and, and mobsters and mobsters. Yeah, literally. Who appoints? Like, wh- who was it? He appointed. Um, it was uh, the Treasury. Oh man, I'm blanking on the name. Me too. But he he just he'll appoint someone who is like involved with like personal gain out of this. Yeah, out of their position. Literally, I saw something like he gave 660 billion of relief money, and it was to people like donors of his. It's oh, fucking insane. Hundred percent. The dude is like, like he doesn't even hide his corruption. He and that's why people are like, oh, I fucking... love that he can talk free. I'm like, German said the same fucking thing. Like, I'm not yeah. saying like he's Hitler. He's calling for the extinction of Jewish people, but he's doing the same thing where he could do whatever the fuck he wants. Yo, and his and followers I, will do it. And I'll say this: I was working for the Senate la- around this time last year. God knows how I got that job. But I'm so eternally grateful for it. Shout out Ben Allen, great man, and. uh he took me, the senator brought me to a Holocaust remembrance event. And I was meeting all these like Holocaust survivors who like had the, every single one of these stories was like, how did you get, like it was a miracle that led them to survive. And all of them were saying that what the way that Trump is treating the border right now and, and like, like locking these immigrant families and children in cages reminds them of the Holocaust. 100%. And, the, and like, when, you know, I always, like, whenever we say it, like, or, or just, like, people around me, we say it kind of in jest, like, oh, it's reminiscent of Nazi Germany. But it's getting more and more serious where it's, like, this shit is looking more and more like fascism. And people need yeah. to recognize that. Like, we can't allow I this mean, shit. I mean, it's unbelievable. Back in when he was running for the first election, he's like, oh, they're they're rapists. Mm-hmm. They're, they're gangsters. I'm like, bro. Grab by the pussy, you're a fucking rapist. Literally. And and he's been sued for sexual assault. It's unbelievable how bad of a person he is. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention all the Epstein cover up crap that's going on. Oh, he's man. fucking homies with him. Like, yeah. let's get out like yeah. get out of here. Yeah. There's some there that he will like every time something with Jeff Epstein happens, he then tweets something completely different to get the attention off of it. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I'm I'm praying that um I'm not praying for this, but I hope that that Griselda lady, um, they they get some evidence out of her that right. that inc- that can incriminate more people because like it was clear. I mean, I don't know what happened 
in that prison cell, but like people don't just get people don't commit suicide in no, that kind of scenario. Like sure it was sus. something something happened and like became an it, internet meme instead of a fucking fact. Exactly, and it's and it's a shame that like you know a lot of the time um, these like grave evils that we're seeing because of like. I don't know if it's a defense mechanism for us to like kind of ignore it. Like, oh, it's he's not as bad as I think he is. It's like crazy. I just don't understand like the way that people can vote for Trump because of, like you said, like their wallets, but they ignore the fact that he's like caging children and like praising white supremacy. And he posted a video of a guy. Remember the white? Did you see the white power? The thing? white power video. I mean, how can any of my Jewish friend, colleague friends vote for someone who posted a video that said white power? It's unbelievable. For who do you think he, they hate beyond like they hate everybody? It's unbelievable yeah. yeah literally you're not safe like yeah you're not <laughs> you think you're safe because he like another thing that's odd to me though is like with with people like that right where they're like well i'm safe or like well i'm voting for my pocket it's like yo we need to stop thinking about just ourselves like it, like i was talking to someone the other day and they were like well i don't want to change how i live my life I, I don't I don't want to change like they basically were anti-socialism because they were like I like my life and I don't want to change anything about it and it's like that's incredibly selfish like we have to have there needs to be a moral obligation of all of us and that's why we pay fucking taxes like this is 100% it makes no fucking sense we already have these moral obligations it's what society is we take care of each other like we have to or we all fail I just yeah like certain Jeff Bezos hit reaching two hundred billion net worth. Like, how is that allowed? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure if someone handed me two hundred billion dollars, it would yeah. be, you know, no human, uh, most human uh, nature is to be. There's a little greedy, you know. Yeah, you gave, of course. And, and you get you get something a lot I of something this. you want. Yeah, you earn this. Yeah. it's yours. But right, I don't know how. I couldn't donate half of that to save. Dude, two hundred billion. Yeah, to save like, for instance, like. I don't know how Bill Gates became a fucking bad person out of nowhere when he vaccinated like millions of children and ended disease certain diseases in Africa. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And he donates so much money and now he cuz he does I think he does believe in microchipping people which mm. is like a whole another conversation but Yeah. The fact that they're like, oh, he's Bill Gates is a fraud and he's an evil evil person. Yeah. Like he saved millions. He's a, he's a fucking, he's a, I don't know. Anti-vaccine rhetoric um, and anti-vaxxer language is becoming, it's like anti-masking at this point. Like, 100%. He, he's really like, what should be archaic ways of thinking, you know, I, and I think it's partly, you know, this conspiracy. I think we all are a little bit into the idea of conspiracy theories because it makes these really complicated issues a little more simple for us. Yeah. And so I think, like, people le are like, okay, yeah, like, uh, vaccines are what's going to kill us, not COVID. Sure. I'll hate vaccines, not COVID-19. When it's like, no, this fucking disease is problematic. Do not be afraid of the goddamn vaccine. It's unbelievable. I can't wait. I'm snorting it when I get it. I'm having a vaccine party. I'm having a non-social distance party where everyone's going to take this fucking vaccine. I am psyched. I, yeah, like, it's, it's a sh like, I, I get it, like, right? I get it. You don't want to... It's a little weird to fucking vaccinate yourself. It, it's weird to me. But at the end of the day, we have to trust the fucking medical expert. Who are we trusting at this point? So I was, no was going to say, so my dad is a, a fucking ICU doctor. Mm -hmm. And a, is a, he's a, uh, he's a uh, uh, oh my God, a lung doctor. I'm having such a brain fart right now. He's a, uh, a no, no, that's heart. Uh, oh my God. He's a, uh, 
He's a. Uh, I hope he listens. Oh God, interview. Dad, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he will. It's a. Uh, it's he's a uh, pulmonary physician. Oh my God, pulmonary. Wow. Um, slow day today. So, he is at the forefront wearing a hazmat suit, taking care of COVID patients. Wow. And he literally said it so simply, where mm. he was like, "Just wear a fucking mask." Like most people are not going to die from this, but a lot are. And everyone's like, the funniest part also is people in LA were like, "Oh, I definitely had it in December." My dad was like, "We they reported zero flu-like deaths at one point. Like now they're dying. Like mm-hmm. no, COVID got big here in February, mm-hmm. end of February, March, mm-hmm. and then people started going to the ICU like crazy. So again, if you're in the ICU, uh, he said, t- yeah, odds are like, no, it's not good if yeah. you get to that point. Yeah, but it's uh, it's simple like." It's not even you know, protect your loved ones, protect other people. It's we wear a mask for like a year, a year and a half, all the vac, and then everyone takes the vaccine. Guess what? You get to go to the bars and mm-hmm. fucking have a good ass time. Life goes you back get to normal. go to a concert. You yeah. get to go to a restaurant and mm-hmm. sit and talk and talk to a waiter without having to like put your phone on a menu where it's online. Like yeah, it's, it's like ridiculous. And we, I have a friend who I was messaging recently on Instagram who lives in uh uh. Uh, France. I don't, I, I, she moved from another country, but she's in France now. And she was like, "How's it going in America? Like things are, you know, going back to normal here." Mm-hmm. It's crazy. We're even worse now. We're even worse. We're no, nowhere near opening up again. It's so frustrating. And then it's people don't want to take the. And if Trump wins, we're going to be so fucked even more. <laughs> yeah. You know, everyone's like, "Oh, two percent die, or less than two percent." That's like five million people of this country, like of. What, 380 million it's like 3 million 3.5 million people are gonna die i was having this argument with someone the other day they were like their argument to me about how covid isn't as serious as people make it sound they're like oh only 0.02 percent of california has died like how many people is that dude it's it's like 70,000 i think almost 200,000 people have died that is half of all of american u.s soldier deaths in world war ii oh that's a hundred times more than died during 9-11 and we went to war for that people are more people die are were dying at one point per day than 9-11 like there was like they reported like five thousand deaths in the country one day it's unbelievable and i I was saying this um i was saying this to i forget who but i was saying this the other day i was like we had a moment of silence for 9-11 we had we went to war you know like all these things over 2000 deaths because 2000 americans dying is a tragedy and like you said so well put over 2000 people were dying a day at one point the the white house hasn't put one moment of silence out we haven't had one national moment of honoring the dead like we we don't even have flags at half mast because it's not over maybe when it is over but i bet you trump trump's not going to do that because he's not going to let people know he failed that's a good point too it's not even over how can you mourn them when it's we still have more work to do once once the vaccine is out things go back to normal i'm sure we'll have fucking not 9-11 9-11 deluxe for yeah for covid it's horrible man it's it's uh i it's it's funny i was saying this the other day like i was trying to describe my how my patriotism has changed so like when i was in france i was proud to be an american because like i used to get jumped for being an american so i was like all right like i'm gonna be proud of this like yeah. fuck you american like and i listened to 50 cent and i ate goldfish you know what i mean like i was like i love that <laughs> shit yeah, and then I came. That's America to me is not. It's fifty cent goldfish. goldfish. Yeah. So then I then I come back to the U.S. and like and I'm and I'm you know I come back with this pride and I start seeing how fucked up my country is. 
You know what I mean? Like how truly Without a doubt. backwards All it the is. people that love America so much have never fucking traveled. Yeah. As soon as you travel, you go, wow, this country blows sometimes. Yeah. Now there's obviously a ma- we are many, um, so many amazing things about America. It's obviously a powerhouse country for a reason. Yeah. But. And we're some of the most free, you know, and I met most of my loved ones. I met you here. Like I'm, I've met some of the greatest people in my life here. And like part of what I was going to say is like patriotism to me is recognizing the flaws in your nation and being like we have to do better and that's why like we can't you know i'm I'm never gonna demonize as much as i'm like how could you vote for trump i'm not gonna demonize someone whatever reason they have like i I, I probably would you know what i mean like (laughs) at this point i kind of do i kind of do too but i know what you're saying i'm trying to reach them because i'm like i at the end of the day, right, like one thing I learned when I was working for the government, I, I never really thought like this, is like when you work for the government and you work for the people, you work for all people. And that includes the people who vote for Trump. So as much as I want to sit here and be like, fuck all these people, I hope you all burn in hell. I got to think like, how would a, how would someone who could bring people together think? And now it'd be like, yo, we all need to work to fuck this man. Like, honestly, like he is not American. I know what you're saying. Though. You know what I mean? We all need to work. Yeah. We are better than this. And I, and I hope that we, you know, I pray that we come out of this presidency, you know, with some battle wounds and some scars, but we come out the other side like a more inclusive and, and together nation. I just think we're going to have to weed out some of these. These lunatics have to go. We need, people we need to get Obama people. out of retirement. Change his jersey. Dude, bring Michelle in. Yeah, that's what they told me. Uh-huh. That's what they told me. Yeah, that's what they told me. Hey, let them know. Yeah, that's what they told me. Uh, uh huh. That's what they told me. Yeah, yeah, that's what they told me. Hey, let them know. You know, that's what they told me. Hey, you know, that's what they told me. You feel me though? Look, that's what they told me. Don't forget about me, cause I'm still a golden child. Thinking cause you knew me then, don't mean you know me now. Phony family members, they ain't never hold me down. If you looking for me, y'all, I'm probably on the road by now. Lot of talkers in the world, call them perpetrators. Wildin' for the Percocets, they the percolators. Keen eye watching out for haters. And if I get shit done now, I won't have to later. I stopped procrastinating, lost things in the past and waiting time you don't get back so i really don't got no patience and if you think i'm just like them you must have me mistaken and i got it out the mud ain't no nigga did me no favors honestly like look at the end of the day i said i'm not gonna demonize people but if you hate someone for the color of skin or the way they love or whatever fuck you like we don't i'm sorry i'm very harsh on this if you don't like someone because of the color of their skin and you can't be changed you don't deserve to be on this fuck planet you. anymore. Fuck I, you. It's you're despicable. Despicable. Because that's because the thing is like if you're living with hate in your heart, like I will forgive you if you like if you're just ignorant. You know what I mean? Like if you just don't know better and but you're open to change and you do change. Because I was ignorant. You know what I mean? Like no, I we all we all had, grew up. Yeah. Yeah. We all were fucked up. But if you don't admit it ever, if you go through your whole life like, no, I, I heard someone the other day. They were like, you're right. They were like, you're right. But I'm not gonna change. And it's like fuck you. Because if you know you're wrong and you're still not going to... Now you're just a bad fucking person. They, that's the problem with freedom. And that, there's nothing wrong with freedom. But it's like, that is the... It, everything is flawed, right? And there's inherent flaws to... If you are truly... If people are truly free, then they're free to do bad things too. Yep. 
And that we're, we're seeing that in America right now with no wearing masks, shooting protesters. I mean, rest in peace, man. Um, my heart's with the families of the protesters who lost loved ones because that psychopath. I'm not even going to fucking recognize him with a name. Fuck him. Um, Sorry, yeah. but his name was fucking Kyle, like Monster Energy Drink. Kyle, what is it, Rittenhouse or some, some white bullshit? It, it makes my blood makes boil to hear his name. I saw Fuck the video him. watching those. Yeah, like they were attacking him because he had a fucking gun. Yeah. He brought an AR-15 and the cops gave him water. Now, of course, it's a weird sentence to say like, oh, like, like what's NACAB? Not all cops are bad. Mm-hmm. It's a obvious that there are police officers that want to do good we anyone can accept that but as a police as a whole in this country the way we look at police officers and the way they are like the the community and the like what a police officer represents doesn't Mm -hmm. represent safety anymore it represents authority right exactly and like really bad authority exactly of course uh, again like i don't know it's it's a it's a tr- you, i gotta be careful with my words because i don't want to sound like the NACAP people mm-hmm. but like i'm I'm sure there are a, a million police officers that are think like us and are like yeah, yeah. there should be reform yeah i hope well, this is are. what i'll say this is what i'll say i know that there are there has to be cops who are wanting to do the best by people but the system and the and the foundation and the structure of policing is based in they stick together too. Mm-hmm. So when a police officer does bad, they don't talk out on him because then they can get in trouble. So while I will say yes, there are cops who are fighting for all people. But they're not speaking up. You're not speaking up. Mm-hmm. And so and until I see police unions and and police officers and police captains and chiefs, until I see them saying this is fucked up, we need to protect our people. I mean, where the fuck are you? At the end of the day, like of all people to be speaking out against like corrupt cops, it should be cops. 100%. Just like white, white people, in my eyes, should be the biggest people talking out against racism. Because you're the motherfuckers who look like the motherfuckers doing the racism. If you don't, if you want to be anti-racist, I want to see these people at, like, I get in a lot, I get in a lot of um, trouble with other white people for being very, um, holding white people accountable. And and they'll be like, you're doing too much. You're, you're anti-white. It's like, shut the fuck. I am white. I am white. We fucking suck, dude. (laughs) Like, like, I know personally I'm not a racist person to my knowledge. Like, I, you know, like, I never... Okay, like when someone's like, oh, I don't see skin color. I fucking know what skin color is. Right. I know who's black and who's white. Yeah. You have to recognize difference. Yeah, I'm well aware. Yeah. Am I going to judge them off of it? Right. No. Exactly. Like... Like, am I, do I think that the system predisposed me to be like that? Yeah. Yes. I know it because You're I brainwashed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can feel it. I can go, mm-hmm. I can go, oh yeah. Like, you know, the word like black neighborhood, you know, what's the first word that pops in my head? I'm like, Ooh, like I can't, I'm not going to go to Compton by See myself what I'm at saying? in the morning and that's, because I was taught that. Exactly. And that's, and I'm glad that you said that Daniel, because like that is something that I think everyone needs to come to a reckoning with that. Don't. How do I phrase this? If you feel that that twinge, right, don't run from it. Accept it. Yeah. Be like, okay, I've been conditioned to think this way. And then think the other way. Be like, that shit is not problematic. I need to unpack my this learning. We, we have a series of, like, of brainwashing to unpack and conditioning to unpack. And, and part of that is to accept that, like, you are part of the system. Like, if you, you, you know, it's like the Matrix. Yeah. You got to unplug. At I some think point. it was kind of funny. Not funny. That's the wrong word. But when <laughs> I, see, I do that all the time, yeah, I'm I, like, oh, this I'm is like, this funny. is so funny. These people died. I mean, I mean, wait, no, no. These uh, like when uh, everyone was like DMing their black friends, like, I'm so sorry for being white. It's like, 
Sure. If if this was reverse, like if I were like Jewish and there was like a lot of Jewish systematic things happening, like the way it's happening to African Americans in this country, mm. and everyone was like, "I'm so sorry," I'd be like, "Go! Fu- I don't want to fucking hear that. Go yeah. vote." Uh, did you see oh Jacob Blake's sister literally said that? Um, the man who was just shot in Wisconsin, who was handy, um, paralyzed by police, who shot seven times. Um, mm-hmm. You saw that? It's, oh yeah, it was horrible. I saw both. I saw well. I saw the video and then I saw the. Asshole Kyle, the way yeah. he did. So, yeah. Oh my God. But uh, his sister said the same thing. She was like, I don't want your sympathy. Yeah. I want you to fucking be angry like me. I keep seeing this shit happen over and over again. Go. And, I, and, I, and I'm so happy. Like these families, man, who like deal with these tragedies and then have to be the voice of change. It's like, yo. I, I said this to when I was working for the government too. I was like, like if black people want to continue to fight, they, that it's their choice, like they should, but we need to be the ones fighting. Yeah. Like everyone else needs to fight for them. Why are they fighting for themselves? Like it's infuriating. Yeah, and the to fact me. that everyone's like, oh, everyone's like Antifa is a he. Our president labeled Antifa as a terrorist organization. Right. What does Antifa stand for? Yeah, anti-fascist. <laughs> like, yo, are you fucking me? kidding me? Oh my god! And it's like, of all the people labeled terrorists, like, dude, what about fucking white supremacists that you're calling good people? Like. I just, the, I, everyone kind of forgot about when those guys marching through Virginia yeah, exactly. College with mm-hmm. with, tiki with tiki torches. torches. What is this? Eighteen ten? Like I, I couldn't fucking believe and that. And throwing up fucking Nazis loose. And then people, and then Jewish people, like you said, are voting for Trump. What the fuck is happening? Because he's a friend. He's a fake friend of Israel. Yeah. Because that's all it is. You know, Jews want to protect Israel, and I understand that. And so, unfortunately, now conservatism seems to side with Israel. Which, in my opinion, I wish just Israel. It was all about peace, and both parties liked Israel. That's just me, because I do like Israel. But Mm -hmm. it's hard that—that doesn't mean I don't like Palestine. I want everyone to get along. But it's hard, you know, it's it's hard for me as a Jew when, you know, I know that conservative presidents will do anything in their power to protect Israel. Mm -hmm. But they only do that for fucking votes. They don't Mm -hmm. give a fuck about Israel. Well, yeah, and see, that's the thing, right? And and you you raise a good point. Like, you can be pro-Jew and pro-Palestinian— you can be pro America. Yeah, I'm pro two state solution. That's you know what, what I'm I saying? Am. I'm pro Israel and pro Palestine. Yeah, they shouldn't. They, everyone should get along. That's what Again, I'm... I don't think it should be fucking religion or anything. Yeah, and but like what I'm saying, like it, you can hold people accountable while also like hoping for you know for better. Like I just there's too much division right now. We all need to come together and like it's kind of on if the what we're dealing with right now is irrational people like if you're a racist sexist bigot you're irrational so we have to be able to combat we can't let them make us irrational too where we start yelling back and that's not going to help anyone i think it was neil degrasse tyson was like he doesn't debate people he's like i'm going to tell you the facts i'm going to take five minutes i'm going to tell you how it is because i forget who it was i love him yo he's lit i I think it was i think it was daniel moynihan the senator i forget who's coined this but someone said you're entitled to your own opinion not your own fact what i love about that is like we if you know that racism is wrong and sexism is wrong and homophobia and transphobia and classism and xenophobia and climate crisis if you know all these things are wrong don't waste your time like i this is this is the way i'm gonna move from now on i'm gonna tell if someone says something ignorant i'm gonna be like yo I wouldn't do that anymore. Like, if you make a, a stereotypical joke, if you say something sexist, I'm going to be like, yo, come on, bro. Don't do that. If you listen and you're like, you're right, my bad, we're good. You yeah. made a mistake. You correct yourself. 100%. If you then continue, fool me once. You know what I mean? Then it's fuck, fuck you for life. Like, you've already tried. Yeah. But we need to stop fighting these people and start 
just working to solve the problem without them. If that's how I to. was for like, honestly, I was like that for the last four years. I was like, mm-hmm. we got to work together. We got to do this. I'm getting to the fucking breaking point where I'm I just get like, it. I'm just like fucking. fucking I just think we work. We do it without them. I don't think that we like. I'm not calling for violence or anything. I think we just focus on fixing things. Like if they're not gonna help us, at the end of the day, we're stuck with them. Let these lunatics do them. If they break the law, we'll handle it. Hopefully. Or we, or we might have to get new police. You know what I mean? We're going to have to figure out this policing system one way or another. Because shit is just not working. But, like, let's just fix this shit and then they will come. Because, like, we can't work with them right now. And, 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 and that's just, it's okay. It's what it is. The civil rights movement got it done without them. They were getting fucking, they were getting hosed and had dogs sit on them. And they it wasn't still, even that long ago. Dude, my dad was alive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Our like, parents were alive when people were getting people fucking hosed. Par- people were alive. Like, and that's another thing we need to recognize, right? Some of these ignorant ass white people who are doing the dogging and the hosing, are they are raising, and they're raising kids and those are the kids. So like, we need to recognize that if they can do it without them, we can do it without them. Stop. My, our generation is just too focused on the argument. Like, fuck the argument, yo. We just need to fix the world. And, like, it, that's a Jewish sentiment. Like, I, I learned from a colleague in the Senate, Takun Alam. Like, we got to fix the world. And uh, and if we got we got to do it without him, we got to do it without him. But yeah. I'm just kind of, I'm sick of I'm sick of the fighting that I'm seeing in the world, man. But let's, let's bring it back. Let's bring <laughs> we, it back around. We went down the wormhole. We definitely did. But I love it. I like going yeah. down it because that's, this is living with Will. Like, living if, with Will. if you're living with Will, this is what we talk about. Without a doubt. Yeah, and we, what we were talking about before the mics even came on. So, but let's bring it back a little bit. I want to make it a little bit more positive while we finish out. I want to ask you a two-part question. If you were to give advice to, let's say, a musician or, like, an engineer coming up, what would your advice be? Hmm, that's a good question. Never give up. Never surrender. No, I would say, <laughs> I would say, uh, man, I would say be a fly, be a fly on the wall. Find someone that you can shadow and just watch and learn because this isn't, especially in audio engineering, this isn't a like reading textbooks or, you know, learning their math skills it's and of course it takes time and you practice and there's trial and error but the most important thing is watch someone else who knows a little bit more and of course there's a shitload of this stuff on mixing the masters or youtube and you can learn anything on youtube nowadays but i would say be a fly on the wall don't talk go sit behind an engineer watch what they're doing and absorb everything you can because in the it's not a, you won't get hired by a company you know you won't be a an employee with a nine to five you are like an artist you have to do it yourself mm. and the more you can learn the faster you can learn it that's all it is Dope. you know i was i tried to whenever i learned from someone i tried to be a fly on the wall like i wasn't even there i would just mm-hmm. sit there quietly and absorb mm. damn great advice um that's fire that's fire do not forget that because that's real shit i was working at sony one time and uh i was I was trying to kind of absorb and do the same thing, but I was like laughing and shit at certain points. <laughs> and this girl came up to me, and I, she always hated me. And uh, she came up to me one day, and she's like, "You're trying to build an empire, right?" And I was like, "How do you know that?" <laughs> yeah. And she was like, "Then don't fucking laugh when you're in meetings. Like, sit there silently and listen, build your shit, but don't fucking bring attention to yourself you don't want." And I was like, "Oh, exactly." And I thought she hated me, but it was great advice. So uh, yeah, I second that. My second question to you would be, as a human being, as Daniel the man, what is some advice that you'd give to just 
another person on this planet? Hmm. That's a that's an even harder question. As Daniel the man, what would I do? Um, also a great like uh, cartoon character, Daniel, Daniel the, the man. Daniel the man. <laughs> He's just like a righteous dude. <laughs> Um, oh man, to give anyone advice, I would say be you, not them. Mm, love that. Huge. You know, I've always tried to be like other engineers or, you know, other things and whatever, but I'm not. I mm. never will be. Mm -hmm. But I am me. Fuck yeah. That's huge. And so fucking on point. I mean, that's like, yeah. I, living with Will would have never happened until I started living by that tenant. 100%. You know, no one's. You can obviously have help. Yeah. Jewish connections. <laughs> but no one's uh no one no one besides your loved ones, no one gives a fuck about you. So you have yeah. to you know, you have to do it on your own. Like, you mm -hmm. know, look look at the world, like people are collecting unemployment, the government doesn't give a fuck about you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just be yourself and try to make something of yourself. Be you not them. Good shit. I love that. Yeah, definitely words to live by. Um, especially for creatives. Like if you're not your biggest fan, no one who's gonna be yeah. a fan of you, and I'm still not like I'm like I'm a you know I feel like I'm a depressed artist drinking whiskey, smoking cigs. Like yeah, like I'm still gonna hate myself and hate right. what I do. Mm -hmm. Every creative does. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I listen and I, I go, that. "Yo, this slaps!" Like I fucking did it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people are like, "Oh, it sounds great," and I'm sitting there like, "Like I hate. I could have changed this hi hat. Mm -hmm. I could have made this vocal louder." Mm. So I'm glad that it's you two way street. That. Yeah, it's yeah. two way street. It's a constant, like we were saying earlier, like certain things are like like you mastering the art of mixing and mastering. It's like there are certain things that just take a lifetime. Hundred percent. You'll 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 notice that most people in this industry are over thirty seven that are very good. You know, there's still some, you know, needles in the haystack, but it's definitely like old. It just takes you to develop your ear. You have to just keep learning because you think you might be so good but there's always something else you're gonna you're not gonna know that's real shit that's real shit all right man well listen i i always finish with the same question is there something that you'd want if you were gonna leave a gift to the people of the podcast what would your what would your last gift be i've edited this question before <laughs> <laughs> I watch now for haters And if I get shit done now I won't have to later I stop procrastinating Lost things in the past from waiting The time you don't get back So I really don't got no patience And if you think I'm just like them You must have me mistaken And I got it out the mud Ain't no nigga did me no favors Yeah, that's what they told me Uh-huh, that's what they told me Hey look, that's what they told me let them know. Let them know. Hey, let them know. Don't be mad. This is what they told me. You feel me? Just let them know. That's what they told me. That's what they told me. Uh huh. That's what they told me. And I let them know. Yeah. That's what they told me, uh-huh, hey look, that's what they told me, and they was, and, uh, that's what they told me. So, as a, as a final question, um, what is something that you're doing to improve yourself, or what is something that you're working on personally right now? Would probably be patience, because mm. I'm still trying to grow my business as myself, you know, grow my name in right. this industry. Yeah. And especially through quarantine, everything got all fucked up with mm -hmm. COVID. 
So just being patient and knowing that my time will come. Nice. That's fire. I'm working on the same shit. Yeah. I'm working on um, speaking with intention, like really saying what I mean. Yeah. Um, See, but, I do that sometimes. It gets me in trouble. Yeah. And no, but, you know, I think that's good kind of trouble. Because we I, I can tell you were a troublemaker as a kid, too. Like I, I, was, I wasn't too bad, but I was on ADHD. Yeah. You got in your own kind of trouble. You got in good trouble. trouble. Uh, yeah, good. I, no, I, I, I was never arrested or anything. Yeah, that's good trouble. If you don't, good trouble to me is like you're a misfit, but like your heart is in the right yeah, place. Yeah, like I threw bricks over the wall into my neighbor's pool to see the splashes. Good trouble. That, yeah. As long as you don't hit a person with the brick. Of course. Yeah, I wouldn't throw <laughs> bricks at a person, but I threw them in a pool just to see the splash and see how fast they'd sink. See? I got in a lot of trouble for that. I like that type of shit. Though. That's the kind of kid I was too. But now, yeah, I've been, dude. Being patient, especially, like, I mean, I, I cater this to creative people, but in all endeavors, patience is key, man. Like, you won't get anywhere in life if you're impatient, mm -hmm. you know? We're, we're 18 episodes in now with the podcast, and, you know, I want to be further along, but, like, I have to pace myself, you know, because I'm way further ahead than I was episode one. 100%. I started my, I started my own studio type of thing three years ago, mm -hmm. Then I'm... I wish I was further along, but I got to remember that I went off on my own and started doing this only three years ago. Right. A lot of people have been successful people. I've been doing this for 15, 25 years. Real shit. My time will come. Hell yeah. Um, anything in the works? Any uh, projects coming out with artists that you think people should know about? Yeah, I'm uh, producing a, a uh, I suppose, unknown right now, but a guy, he will not be unknown soon. A guy named Chris Webb. been producing his record. Uh, I'm mixing for... An indie pop artist named, uh, well, I guess she goes by Cherry now, but Alicia. Mm. And um, I'm doing a lot of uh, mixing TV cues, things for commercials. My neighbor Kevin is produces a lot of like, you know, that like random music you'll hear in the background of like reality shows. Okay. Like he's very good at it. And like I, sound scoring. Yeah. Like kind of like scoring, but TV. like TV stuff. Yeah. Nice. Like, but they're, they're like actual songs, a lot of them. But oh, okay. They just cut little snippets out. For the nice. TV show, and I've been doing a lot of mixing for him. Cool. Which has been interesting. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, man. Well, you already know what it is. Fucking much love, dude. This Always. is amazing. Thank you all for another episode, and fucking stay up. I'll see you guys next week. Be safe. Click. <laughs> dude, that was sick. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Just a bump in the road, minus setback I cannot forget that You see me sell soft, I regret that I carry the supply like a kid pack And you ain't have to talk, you just stare back You already know where my head at I'm trying to get this bread, Jack And really, I ain't trying to hear that It's clear that the shit a nigga talk about I really done did that I really done lived that Well, you wouldn't want your kids at You wouldn't want your crib back Nigga, I can't even sit back without the strap Nigga, I can't even relax without the pack It's all on the line, nigga, I can't even fall back I fell down, but I crawled back Looking for the money, power, respect, all that A true hustler, what you call that? Got me feeling like MF Doom on all caps Look, told y'all, man Fucked up. You put your money on the laws, man, they told y'all wrong Dewan already sold y'all songs Records from the heart that was hot like the stove still on The herd dripping while it closed along The frozen arm, compliment the golden charms I make chess moves, on for some, I'm so nonchalant 
all with the flick of the wrist Savage, triple double steals and assists It's like I'm running the point Oscar Robinson puffing his joint With 40s and 4 fives, that's a lot of points I write crime like Donald Goins Hustle for the coins, breaking down chicken tenderloins Money make a lot of shit, null and void Life you can't avoid, keep it with me cause I'm paranoid Big Glock shots make a scary noise Keep it very poised, turn your group of men into scary boys